0: Hello, all. Andrew Shanks here, creator and producer of The Ugly Radio, and welcome to our third mini-episode of the season. This Friday, we're premiering our first collaboration episode with Really Serious Literature, titled Alone Together. Now, Really Serious Literature is an independent small press publishing company based in Seattle, Washington, and not going to lie, this one is going to be weird. Well, weirder than most of what we've done here. Really Serious Traffics in the Absurd, (laughs) do we have that in spades for you tonight? Episode three is all about the absurd notion of art and collaboration. We commissioned Really Serious to give us five pieces that best expresses what they have to offer, and, well, they didn't disappoint. We've got voicemail breakups, a satire about fragile male art auteurs, a simple clerk on an elevator ride to Neptune, cynical voice actors, and some delicious pieces of poetry bound to make your brain simmer. But first, tonight's mini-episode. Tonight we sit down with Really Serious Lit's editor-in-chief Barracuda Guarisco for the inside dish on one of Seattle's most exciting indie publishers. We'll also have a sneak peek of episode 3, and we'll also feature a track from our music guest this episode, Shehan. As a special bonus, we're going to reveal our first Patreon contest winners, but more on that a little bit later. But first, we're going to start it off with a new track from the soul of Ugly Radio, K-O-H-M, Comb. This is the Ugly Radio, Welcome to the Void.
1: Look what they've gone and done. This little blue tablet is a heavy duty detergent. It's called VIM. <laughs>
0: Really Serious Literature is a small press publishing house like no other, self described as a celebration of poetry and gimmick. RSL is one of Seattle's leading DIY publishing houses, publishing printed books, digital ephemera, and unconventional literary objects. Its editor in chief, Barracuda Guarisco, bleeds DIY, though he might not be the first one to say so. Whether he's writing, publishing novels, poem collections, marketing, promoting social media zaring, he lives and breathes the DIY energy of fringe art. And now he's curating our newest episode, of The Ugly Radio. I sat down with him on a mild Monday afternoon at Hula Hula in the Capitol Hill district of Seattle to talk about the episode, his publishing group, meme culture, tattoos, tacos, and the sheer madness of making art in a pandemic landscape. So why don't you why don't you give me the elevator pitch what is really serious literature?
2: Really serious literature embraces gimmick and not like the hokey pokey like you know cheesy gimmick but all the different ways one can draw attention to whatever work they have Uh, I'm okay, you know. You know, song and dance, do it all, uh, but also un- unconventional li- literary ob- objects, which would be uh, finding different ways of uh, publishing—not just books, not just like online content, but like what's what's another like, either way to explore ephemera or another, you know, another way to, I would say, introduce poetry mostly uh,
0: to you know the layman. You, you mostly traverse with really seriously, or really serious literature uh, through poetry, but you also mm-hmm. have uh, what, what's kind of the, the breadth of, of The work we RSL. accept?
2: Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, I mean, definitely poetry focused but I love hybrids, I'm a, I'm a hybrid writer, We're, you know, it incorporates different form and styles and genres which we have put out through our disappearing chapbook series and we already have like a a couple of experimental books. Uh, one that's already out, uh, that would be Cake by Brian Edenfield, which is a collection of uh, prose poems, essentially, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, it tests uh, the, the linear measure
0: <laughs> of narrative, uh, but it's really good. Why this? Why, where, where did you start to get to here?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um... Where I started was, I mean, I, I always wrote as a child. Uh, I would always make, like, little, uh, either, like, little comic books or, or little short stories, and I would do all the illustrations, and I would bug my mom to let her listen to me tell the story or whatever and be like, isn't that great? Isn't that great? <laughs> but um, as I got older, uh, uh, there was really no motivation for the longest time. I mean, I, I used to sing in bands, uh, and so I enjoyed mostly the lyric writing. I hated singing. And so for, like, the longest time, I really didn't uh, tap into it uh, I did find that uh, in my late teens, like nineteen twenty, I really got into poetry through like Anne Sexton, uh, quite a bit. Uh, but mostly spent like a large part of my late teens, early twenties, just like partying sure. and just hanging out with some rough kids and sure. just doing shit. And then uh, I went to Nebraska, and that was a, a very strange experience for me. And so when I came back, I had a friend who um, Why Nebraska? Uh, It was a place where a friend and I were trying to, like, uh, change. I mean, I was living in Everett at the time, and I felt like I had no life going for. I was working a pawn shop. Uh, All I was doing was partying. I had no, like, prospects whatsoever. So, fuck it. So, I was like, fuck it. Why not? You know? And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, not the place for me. (laughs) Um, From that experience, uh, woke up something inside of me. Uh, So, I started writing, like, these kind of, like, almost, like, Poe... Slam esque pieces, and I started reading them at open mics, there in Nebraska, and I just had this, this hunger, <laughs> right from the beginning of just even because also it was helped with my anxiety because I I have. It's better now cuz I'm medicated and I'm older now, but when I was younger I had crippling crippling anxiety, sure. And so like being able to go up and like my legs shaking and sweating and be able to finish a piece from start to end and then people like actually liking the piece and not just really? you can do it, like you know, like a little cheer, but like, no, like like no, that was fucking awesome and so like
0: genuinely enjoying yeah not just kind of placating you yeah right Right, exactly alright bring on the next person it didn't
2: feel like my mom was encouraging me oh that's fantastic (laughs) um so I was like cool and so then when I came back to Seattle I lived with uh, a friend of mine moved into this artist collective which is no longer around but it used to be up by the Trader Joe's up on Olive yeah and uh it was called The Inn it was this artist collective and uh she uh, Sloane, She started this uh, this open mic called Move, and so that became kind of like the foundation of me trying lots of trial and error. Yeah.
0: Uh, so when when did you start producing? Like when did you officially start producing as RSL?
2: Well, I I mean I.
0: Or as publishing I, I should say
2: Well, as I said, like I, I mean I when I came back and then there was like you know uh, Move at the end. And then I started like kind of getting more and more confident, and uh, from there, you know, st- like started uh, curating. Well, c- people say curating should only be used to apply for actual like uh, art. Like yeah. yeah, and it's like fuck that, fuck you. It's the same amount uh, of fucking. No, if you actually care about the aesthetics that you're putting out there, okay. and you're caring about a overall story or theme, sure. it's curation. Absolutely. If if I'm just booking people just to book them, then yeah, fine. I'm just organizing. Sure. But if I'm but if I'm actually if I have an image in my head which lots of times i do that's curation if i'm trying to adhere to that that's curation absolutely so fuck that
0: it's Uh, anyone who gives a shit about a mixtape yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly is a curator yeah like they're like there's thought there's sequencing you gotta like you 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 have this ton of thought in this whole process yeah for sure and so when you curate uh uh the, uh, theaters that do variety shows, like Annex Theater with Spin the Bottle, they have a curator title there. Yeah. And it's, it's important. Yeah. It's an important distinction because, like, you are bringing them to this, and you are introducing the audience to these, uh, to these people, and it, it means a lot. You, you fucking care. And...
2: I think it's just, like, overall insulting to say to, like, any, like, even, like, uh, people who book bands. Uh, the thing is, you have a person who's specifically booking and catering to the clientele of that venue. Right. That's curation.
0: More from that interview a little later. But first, to give us a taste of what's to come in Episode 3, Alone Together, here is the music guest, Shahan, with the single Raging Bull.
1: Shine a the pupil. Flames burst at the eyes, yeah No story to tell, better get one <laughs>
0: the social media kind of czar of okay of of, of really serious I
2: literature I mean me like, being um, obsessive compulsive about posting and being on everyone's <laughs> feed does not mean that I'm a czar it just means that I, I, somehow the algorithm has favored me no
0: nah, the, con- <laughs> the content is prime it's mm. prime though you, uh, you 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 traffic in memes like almost con- constantly not all the time but uh, in in is is memeing now, like, in this... Is that a form of art? Is that... Uh, no,
2: it's definitely... I, I used to say that it was, like, the closest thing to modern Dada, yeah. but not necessarily because it is... I used to say that just because it was just, like, the ridiculousness of it um, in so many different niches, uh, niches or whatever. Um, but it is art. It is art. It has, like, this way of, like, you want to inform yourself on what the content is is if you don't right. know. You're like, that's funny, I relate to it, but what's the source? Sure.
0: When you genuinely have to have, like, the entomology of a yeah. thing, like, it becomes something else. Yeah, it's its, not its just... own culture, but it's still art. Yeah.
2: yeah. I... Um, and it's also how it, 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 it forces the person, if they're not already informed, but they find enjoyment out of it, to find out what the source is. Right. And that's I think what makes it so compelling and what makes it art.
0: We're talking about unconventional literary objects. Mm-hmm. You have a couple on your skin. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You, okay. Yeah. You do uh, essentially a contest, like a, yeah. ta- a, tat- a literary tattoo contest. Yeah. What was the origin of that? And like, is that scary? That's no. Like, tell, tell me, tell me the whole breadth of the thing. Yeah. Right? No. No. Yeah.
2: No. Uh, so uh, it's called the Craven and Bronson Dilemma. Uh, Craven being like, I think I'm actually pronouncing his name incorrectly. Arthur Craven, uh, he was a uh, he was an early uh, Dadaist uh, uh, writer and publisher. Uh, he was a boxer, uh, and I don't really care for anything that I found that he's written uh, or that is whatever. But I just, I he, he was a showman, uh, and then Bronson being Charles Bronson, not the not the actor, but uh, the prisoner. Sure. Yeah. Who is a gimmick in itself so i was like okay take these two gimmicks and the first contest i mean my the main motivation for the caravan bronson dilemma was me wanting to have someone help me come up with ideas for a tattoo essentially like I, i i wanted more tattoos but i have i always tend to be way too absurd for my own good so i'm just like i need maybe somebody to help me uh, but I was just like, I want to get tattooed more. I like the culture of it. Uh, I think it's very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that's just like, you know, it's like it's it's not like a massage, but it's like there's there's something that just gets it, tension gets right. relieved. Well, the first initial uh, pitch for the Craven and Bronson dilemma, there's this author who I love forever, uh, uh, Never Angel North, and I approached her. I was like, hey, the whole gimmick was get. Your poem tattooed on a poet by another poet,
1: huh?
2: And that was the first one, and it took us a while to be able to organize and get together because she like lives stick out in Olympia. Poke
0: or it like was going
2: to be Sick and poke, but she had a gun, so I was like, okay, cool. Okay, I was like, it, it worked. It was better. And that actually, I didn't count this one. This is so. Uh, yeah. What's that say there? It says, oh, "What's your muse's damage?" And the winner of that is Kim Vodka. Oh.
0: I lo- yeah.
2: Hey. Yeah.
0: There we go. That's yeah. As Kim Vodka's going to be in the next episode. Here, yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
2: She won that, and then. Uh, and then the following year uh it was because of the pandemic that we weren't able to the i got that t- this tattoo in i think like november of 2019 so then shortly after that pandemic time four months later and so had the contest and i just got this one and this is a uh, from uh M- molly uh molly dearest
0: and then it's uh, bash sure. bang
2: yellow jacket and it's a yellow jacket with yeah, answer. there's
0: a. Uh, it's basically in bold print. It's uh, Bash and Taco Bell font, by the way. Oh, <laughs> fuck you! That is so good. Bash Bang Yellow Jacket, and it's kind of like almost the helmet of a hornet or a, a yellow jacket yeah. uh, in between the font.
2: Yeah. I mean, this this arm is dedicated purely to the contest. Oh, um, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> and I think for me, it's like. I don't want to just come up with something just to have a fucking tattoo. I want to. I, I want there to be uh, a meaning or like some kind of thing that makes it exciting for myself. And part of that is making my arm like a fucking journal, like a like a literary arts journal of some kind, where it's like you know, point to this. Oh yeah, that's that's a piece by so and so. Oh yeah, that's a piece by so and so. You're just gonna have a lot of font like the dude from uh,
0: Memento on your skin. Oh, see,
2: that's. <laughs> I okay. should I should I should have probably referenced that in some of the memes, in uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of the meme promotions. I thought about that actually too, so it's funny that you bring that up. Um, but the, I had the last one, the last uh, contest. But I picked three winners because it was the last one, right. so I was like, I'm gonna pick three. Gotcha. And those ones are gonna be a little bit more robust uh, with the artwork because I just want to fill up this arm. But that's that's
0: unconventional yeah, literary, literary objects. Yeah. You can literally my arm is an object. Yeah. You can literally <laughs> spread the word. About your artists that you have, or that, that give a shit about your publishing. Exactly. Clip, and you can tell them about it. And then they might be, mm-hmm. oh, Kimbotica. Oh, I, I'll look that up. Like, because, you know, when it hits, it, when you hear that phrase or something, it could hit you in a certain way, kind of like a meme does. Yeah, it, exactly. It, and you gotta know You wanna educate yourself,
2: you wanna inform yourself on what the fuck. That's right. and, and it's not so much, uh, like, I'm, I always fear that people are gonna think that I did it just to get attention for myself, and that's not the case. It's, I did this to. For my press and the, <laughs> and the writers that I
0: chose, what can we expect from this new episode? Who have we got on it? Uh, you've read the works. What, what can we expect? Uh, give me the give me the artist roster uh, for the writers that you got for us.
2: We have Joshua Robert Long, who co-wrote uh, "The Gold Boys Are Back in Gold Town" with myself. That was the second book that we put out with really serious literature we have michael cheng whose book boyfriend perspective is coming out later in the year uh we have kenning jp garcia uh whose book with is coming out also later this year uh kim vodica whose book uh will be coming out uh, early 2022 uh and then we have uh Roke, uh whose book will be coming out in uh, the next few months um and the thing is they all write differently you're not gonna come across one piece that's gonna be like the other one which you've probably already experienced a little bit you know, you're like well that's way different <laughs> uh, and and the you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be pleasantly surprised with the variety of work and it, it, it stems from this uh, from either a place of satire uh, with the si- the science fiction realm or it comes from a place of loving science fiction, or it's meta as hell.
0: That was Barracuda Gorisco, editor-in-chief of Really Serious Literature and curator of our newest episode of The Ugly Radio, titled Alone Together, premiering soon. You can find Really Serious Literature on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or visit their online store at rlysrs.com. LIT.bigcartel.com, where you can purchase their published books, collections, and other unconventional literary objects. You can also check out the full interview with Barracuda Gorisco on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the radio. Speaking of which, we recently had a joint giveaway contest with Really Serious Lit for our Patreon members. We're giving away Really Serious Literature's Four Horsemen Bundle, a collection of their first four published works, as well as an Ugly Radio t-shirt. I'm happy to announce that the winner of the bundle and t-shirt is Patreon member Brooke Winslow. Also a winner is Daniel Garza, who will receive a t-shirt as well. Congratulations, Patreon members. If you're not a member, sign up now and be automatically entered in contest giveaways and receive exclusive Ugly Radio content. That's the end of our mini-episode this week. We hope you'll tune in for Episode 3, Alone Together, curated by Really Serious Literature, premiering June 11th at 7pm. Until then, here's another track by Comb to send us off. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you in the void.